Hi, everybody. I am going to see if I can get Destiny on here live. Um, if she has a different type of uh, seizures, has different types of seizures than I do. Um, so she has requested from her neurologist to, this is Haley, um, to have a, I think it was a, a 48 hour, she'll correct me, 48 hour um, EEG. And that's what I wanted to talk about because I've, the only one I have, <laughs> the only one I've had was an hour long. That's the longest I've had. So I wanted her to talk about it. About what it was like to have the EEG connected and walking around. She went home. She actually had a seizure during um, the uh, 48 hour process, which is great. That's what you want. There's a lot of us who have epilepsy that their EEGs come back normal. And if that's happened to you, just p drop a comment and be like, hi, yeah, that's me for sure. Because for me, I've always had normal, normal. Um, is that what they're called? Ambulatory EEGs? The longest EEG I've, I've had, and it's, I believe it was an hour. When I was pregnant, I had one every month, and that was about for 30, the shortest time was 30 minutes. Oh, there she is. Wow. Um, but no, I've never, I've never had a ambulatory EEG. I didn't even know what that was. Yes, Haley. Plane one. Okay why you had this um and for so is the ambulance is that what it's called ambulatory eeg i, I think so i don't really okay. know like, i always just call it yeah. video eeg because usually okay. they're like inpatient ones so so it's an eeg and then you put i saw a picture of it so it's like the you you're wearing a mesh over to keep the electrodes attached and then yeah. is it like connected to a pack that you wear on your hip Yes, so I have a picture okay. of it, post it, and it's like a computer that you have to hold like a purse. Okay. So, and it's not like light, you know, it's like five pounds. So it's like holding a purse everywhere you go. And with my daughter wanting me to like hold her, I'm like, uh, she's like getting her leg gets caught in it. It was just, a mess. yeah. Well, so, and she's also nursing. So, like, did yeah. that get in the way at all either? No, not really. It's just like I'd have to move it because she wants to play with it. Yeah. Um, did any of the, she finds her way. Yeah. Did any of the electrodes become loose and like deactivate it? Cause I know when you're in the hospital getting it and like one isn't in the right place, yeah. they have to like scrape your head again and stick it in and that, you know what I mean? And that's yes. just like a real pain in the butt. So, so did that happen? With an outpatient, um, you have to go in every day to get it checked. So you, you go okay. in to get it downloaded, like everything from the previous day downloaded on their computer. And then they check to make sure all the electrodes are still like attached. Um, they like tell you to like stay out of the sun and make sure like you don't sweat. So then you okay. don't move around. Um, okay. And then they, they like, I don't know what, I, you know, you can't really see what they're doing, but it's like they have for the ones that were falling off, they put a needle and like put more glue into it. I'm like, and then it just itches. Uh, yeah. So this was my first outpatient one. Usually okay. I do them um, at the hospital or at this. Um, it's like this one wasn't a hospital. It's like a um, just a facility. They do like um, sleep studies there as well. But it's I live, you know, I live in California 
and you know everything is with traffic you add one to two hours so um thank god for this COVID 19 because it only takes me an hour and a half to get there with traffic it could be up to like three hours so every morning i have to go there get it all checked and I mean, it was only for three days, but still, like... Oh, three days. Okay. I was yeah. saying 48 hours, so it was 72 well, 40 hours. hours. But, like, you get it done one day, so you got it done on Monday that morning, and then you go home with it. And then I went in on Tuesday to get checked, and then today I went in to get it removed. So when you... Did you have to specifically ask to do that EEG? Or... Um, so, and that's so funny that you said you've never done one, because... Sorry, I need to get water. I thought it was like just normal that people with epilepsy got these. And I almost, I don't know if I put that in the video I did. I thought it was just normal. Um, But usually my doctor does it whenever I switch a new doctor. They're like, oh, we're going to do this test. And switching from 13 different doctors, you do it a lot of times. So, um, I mean, I've I've had EEGs, but never one for long. Yeah, like 45 minutes. Yeah, never one that I brought home. Yeah, um, it's a little better because the ones I you have to stay there is tricky because you're just stuck in a hospital room and like you have videos on you, so like everything you do is being watched. Yeah, and do you think it's because of this your certain type of seizures because you were having more maybe, or uh, oh, well, okay. well, usually this, this um, because I I don't. I'm not an expert, but like for me, I feel like <laughs> my my doctors are really unknown. Seizures a lot is unknown, so they want they've been wanting to get a seizure caught to see what's going on. Right, and they did, and you did. Did you so you had one, or did you have more than one? I just had one, but um, okay. not, I had a partial seizure because my grandma seizures have been under control for over three years. Yeah, I remember you so, saying that on our on our chat, which yeah. is great. So, but you, were you having more partials? Is that why you fought for this? Yeah, I fought for it. And, and I mean, I didn't really fight for it. I just told my neurologist, like, hey, oh, okay. I want to do a video EEG. And he's like, okay. Um, because, like, after I was had the baby and I talked to you, you know, they were, I think when I talked to you, like, they weren't getting bad. Like, they were just staying mm-hmm. normal. But they ended up being really bad. And I think that has to do with like Kepra as well with like post, I got postpartum depression. And I feel like part of that is because of the Mommy, Kepra. What can I eat? And I have PTSD. I don't know. So when you have PTSD, you're um, have a high, you have a more risk of getting postpartum depression as well. So get a banana. My partial seizures are um, like a trigger to my PTSD so I feel like it kind of worked all in being postpartum and then I started having these partial seizures where I just would be like I don't feel well I think I'm gonna have seizures and then I would just go to bed like I'd be like I need to lay down and go to bed and I'd wake up like a couple hours later yeah what happened so I'm like and that's I think that was the whole thing the unknown like wait did I really have a seizure or did I just sleep like, I wanted to know, I didn't want to keep saying, like, oh, yeah, I keep having these seizures if it wasn't really a seizure either. Yeah. Like, so, so this, so the test will show 
prove for sure, right? If they yeah. were actually happening. Now let me go find my daughter too. But the results of the EEG when you t took everything off or? Not yet. Nope. So you got the two. results from yesterday when I was there yesterday. And Results say I'm hoping in like in the end of the week because we're switching medications and you know you're in that stage where like when you switch medications you you're excited because of sometimes the side effects of the one you're on is just you're done with them but then you're scared to kind of have another ground mole seizure or mm -hmm. could the side effects be worse like what am I doing more damage than you know anything so, so are you so are you switching from Keppra to something else? Yeah, I'm switching to Lamictal. Okay. So, yeah, I mean that's a pretty popular medicine too. Yeah, and it's a, another one that's safe with pregnancy. We're planning to have another baby soon. Mm -hmm. So after the marathon. <laughs> Is it still going pregnant. on? Have they not postponed it yet? No, they haven't postponed it yet. So I'm praying that they keep it because I've been training for it and I'll be really sad. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so we're planning to have another baby, and I'm like, I can't do Capra again with another baby. Um, yeah, it was really like just hard, and it can't. It be is hard. Her. Yeah, with her. So we'll see how so it. When, so when do you find out the results? Hopefully, I mean, when you when they download it, you see all the waves and stuff. Like you see it, and so I mean, the doctor just sent sent it so like one time I heard from him the next day so I'm hoping it's like that soon especially because I noted because you have like a journal you have to like write down everything you do that day so like including oh, like diet nutrition and stuff or no it's just like oh I ate just, you know really simple like oh I ate I breastfed this time um, I gotcha. brushed my teeth and I'm like do I really need to write when I brush my teeth like <laughs> But it's like so they want to know everything. Yeah. Um, well, so Ka so Katie said she is on Lamictal, and good luck transitioning onto it. And then my other Katie friend, um, she said she tried Lamictal, but it didn't work for her. But okay. Well, good to um, know you both. So yeah, and then I do have a friend that's bipolar that takes Lamictal, or she used to take Lamictal. So it's interesting that a lot of bipolar meds are used with people with epilepsy because I mean it is the brain and there's I don't know I it could go down that whole rabbit hole of researching yeah. why but it is interesting about how some of the medicines do relate to like mood and and like you know uh affect your mood really and um, my mom's on Lamictal too which is funny um she's yeah. antidepressant for uh, Lamictal and it works great for her so that's good. So maybe and, that'll maybe that'll help your PTSD a little bit too. You yeah, think? I'm hoping, and you know, I feel like you know, because I've been going to therapy for that, and we mm -hmm. even made sure my therapy. I had therapy when I had the EEG on. Oh, good. So to see what in um in that therapy session we talked about epilepsy and about the start of my journey, which sometimes it's takes a lot when you like try to look back on your epilepsy journey because you can't remember certain things or some things that are like mm -hmm. a blur and really foggy. So I'm hoping that it, kind of my brain shows something with that too. Cause like, I mean, after therapy and we're talking about something in the past, I'm exhausted because yeah. it just takes so much to like think back.
And um, well, and also it's a hard time. Like I right now I struggle with the fact like, so your brain protects you. Yeah. Right. Like from actually remembering things. So is my brain protecting me from the trauma that I don't want to remember and I don't want to rehash or is it really the memory loss? And like, that's so funny that you say that because my therapist mm -hmm. has actually talked about that. Yeah. That, like my non-epileptic seizures are my brain protecting me. They've taken like a fourth mm -hmm. of a seizure to protect me from certain triggers, like with certain triggers that like, if I saw a red truck, I would have a total anxiety attack. But then once I started having seizures, it took on the form of a seizure. And I would literally, it was looked worse than an actual grandma seizure because I'd be convulsing still, but um, it was just, it's crazy how your brain works and your brain's thinking like, I'm protecting you. Uh oh! What? You hear the you hear the children. Uh, my my child's attached <laughs> to me right now. <laughs> oh, so so um, sorry. And no, it's fine. He's gonna come tattletale. What happened? She got a bowl. Go, you can go get some goldfish. Okay, that's fine. I'm gonna make dinner in a little bit. It's okay. Total hashtag life. Well, like, listen, I think that this is a really good example for people that are watching that show that, you know, like you can, we can do it all. You can be a mom and have epilepsy. You can yeah. breastfeed your child and have, and have, you know what I mean? Like you can parent at the same time. Like this is quarantine real life. Like I'm <laughs> Okay, not... that was. I don't know if you just heard that, like, the like farting sound. Hanley likes to blow on my boob, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, Henley, yes, you you can do it all. Like, I think as moms, I mean, when you're pregnant, um, before kids are like, how can I do this? How can I do that? But yeah, you can and you will. I know. And like, like Katie just said, the memory, you know, your memory sucks pretty much after every single time you have a seizure, it gets yeah. worse and worse. And like, I do have brain damage. Um, mm -hmm. My neurologist or epitologist here the last MRI I had was the contrast because he wanted to like pinpoint to see where the brain damage was and it's in my temporal lobe. So hello, that's memory. So, but I didn't find that out until after I had Grayson, like, and I, and I refused to do that, that MRI for a good two years because I was to the point where I was like, why do I need to know why I have seizures? Unless it's going to cause a, cause a cure which yeah. is not like I was just being really like, you know, I don't care. Yeah. But um, anyways, he fi and it's expensive, like it's very expensive. So um, I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be his like guinea pig. So he finally convinced me to do it. And that was the reason why is, um, is he thinks it stemmed from when I was born and I was a preemie and, you know, they gave me too much oxygen at birth. So like I've, I've been dealing with this for like my whole my whole yeah. life. And like, yeah, it gave me some answers, but for, for me, it's just like, I, I didn't, and a lot of people have their own opinion on it. A lot of people want to know exactly why they started having seizures yeah. and epilepsy because the cases are so unknown, but it's like, for me personally, it wasn't, and I think we've talked about this before. It really didn't matter 
Um, but like, for me, I don't want to take my medicine anymore. So my epitologist is like, well, we need to do an EEG. So like that's the, and to see the seizure activity. And he tells me that my activity is up to the threshold point, mm -hmm. but it never breaks that it never breaks it because I've been seizure free for so long. So like there is a very good chance that I could have one, but every my lifestyle, my medicine, everything is doing what it needs to do to make sure that doesn't happen. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. So I, so I just think that everybody's journey is a little bit different. And that's why I wanted you to do this live with me is to show like, because, because you have a different perspective because you are having seizures more, you know, every week, more than once a week. So your perspective is a little bit different than mine, where I haven't had one for six years. Yes, I Jason. think, too, it's like, um, that's one reason why people do the EEG, so too, it's like, whenever I they have nothing instead. <laughs> I love it. It's mom Sorry. life. It's mom life. It's dinner time and they're eating snacks, so they probably won't even eat dinner. But so I have I'm to go make daughter, it in a little bit. My daughter's in my bathroom cabinet just pulling out, um, <laughs> like, soaps and stuff. Like, yeah. Whatever keeps her busy. Um, but some of my, like, EEGs, my two-day sessions, were because we were switching medications and the doctor wanted to see the difference. And I kind of felt like I needed to know like yeah was this gonna help me because I felt so why hopeless. like why it was happening more now yeah and I feel like I'm I don't know why but um since I've had epilepsy I don't know if it's something in me that sometimes I'm like was that a real seizure or why did I make it up and I know it's a seizure but for some reason I because I've been bullied with my oh you just fake your seizures and this so I kind of believe that sometimes like, did I fake that? Like, did that when I know it was a seizure. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like I need to show other people like, no, like I have this condition. I got one caught when that you, that's the last thing you need to ever do with epilepsy is feel like you should prove yourself that you're, you know, that you're telling the truth. Like you don't need to prove yourself to anyone. Yeah. But, there's going to be people that are always going to not believe you or think you're doing something for attention and yeah, um, it's not even worth your time and, or worth your money. Like you said, it's expensive. Like, yeah. so, um, thankfully like my insurance covers it all. So I don't have to worry about it. Um, but when I lived in New York city and did my EEG, they did not. And everything came out of pocket that I had to pay for. Yeah. So, it's frustrating. Yeah. And then you, then you're stressing about that, you know, that financial burden so it's like mm -hmm. um it just it's not worth show like feeling like you have to prove to someone that you have epilepsy like you have if you have it like i don't know and yeah. also it doesn't matter how you like i don't ever like do any tests and stuff to figure out why my epilepsy started i mean i've told you i've been diagnosed recently that I have juvenile myoclonic epilepsy mm -hmm. and the way the doctor describes it is it just comes about normal you know young adults and I've come to just accept that like okay I'm not going to go into de more depth and try to figure it out because I don't know I don't think it's like it's worth my time to well and I think it's also important for people and this is what I this is what I'm starting to offer is like mindset coaching around the diagnosis um a lot of people who are newly diagnosed really struggle with accepting it so i feel like 
us sharing these stories of, of learning to live with it um, and not fight it and just change your lifestyle to accommodate it is super important. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've always encouraged you to like share your story too. And I know that that was like, I think on the podcast was one of your first times really talking about it. So I do a hundred percent appreciate that. Um, and then, um, so you are going, you're in your stories, you talked about it. Thanks for listening, you guys. As always, I would love for you to write a review for me. Um, Go ahead and screenshot this and share it to your social media and tag me. It's at 1in26podcast, and I will reshare it as well as give you guys a shout out. Again, thanks so much for your support, and stay tuned for next week in the 1in26podcast. Thank you.